0: Can y'all hear me okay? Great, thank you.
1: Um, I hope everyone's having a sweet week. I don't know about you, but this moon has been a doozy for me. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, here we are. I cannot believe this is our final call for this round of Devoted Wild. It's felt like the longest shortest shortest longest journey <laughs> um yeah just really grateful to um have to have this opportunity to be here with you and do this work and be in this exploration together so um we're going to keep the facebook group um uh, open It'll be open, we're not closing it, but we'll be moderating it and part of it over the next week so that we can keep refining together and, and seeing what's here for us, so. um, Yeah, so my invitation is just to continue with whatever practices we have been working with that have been resonating for you um, over the course of this journey. Um, I, you know, for example, you know, communing with the soul of my work, um, communing with my future self, these are just practices, you know, regular practices for me and you don't have to make them yours, but if they've resonated with you, then certainly I would welcome you to continue, um, cultivating those relationships and, um, yeah, and I also want to take the pressure off of today a little bit because I know this is our culmination moment. And also, it's like, how can we hold the paradox of what's possible in terms of clarity and cohesiveness and like a sense of completion? And also, sometimes we reach the end and we're like, oh, I'm just beginning or there's still refining happening. Um so I just want to say, like, you know, I'm 15 years into my business and I'm still iterating and creating and burning things down and shifting things all the time. Um, and it just makes sense, you know, I think that there is, in some ways, this illusion, maybe it's not an illusion for everyone, but it certainly certainly would be an illusion for me that I could just create things and then that would be it I would be done. I would know what I'm doing. I would know the structure. I would know the price. I'd just be done. But like all of life is changing. My capacity is changing. My financial needs and like how I can live my life and want to live my life is changing. Um, there's new information. You know, my relationship with the soul of my work brings up new information all the time. And so you know, all of these things and all of life really influences, of course, how we create and what we create and when we create it. So, yeah. So the invitation would be to sort of hold this paradox of, wow, so much is possible here in our final call and also no pressure. Let's just keep exploring and seeing what's here. And I can keep iterating. I can keep exploring. Um, Yeah, so thank you again to everyone for being here. How there, welcome to your first live call. (laughs) Glad to see you here. All right, so where we left off from our last session was um, the invitation to considering all that we had uncovered last week and and that we've uncovered over over that five-week span, right, the soul of your work, what wanted, what wanted to be woven into your work, your ideal lifestyle to come up with some offerings um, that could be extensions or adjustments to current offerings. They could be completely brand new and to notice like where the energy, where the spark, where the, I'll just say energy, like what what's alive, what felt alive. And then to just sit with them to notice. So I'm coming into this session sort of assuming that you're in some somewhere in that. And also, if you're like, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. That's fine, too. We'll keep going Um, and we'll work with whatever you've got, you know, and if what you've got is just your existing offerings and some new ideas or it's just one new idea or it's 50 new ideas, it's fine. We will work from where you are. So um, today is all about uh, bringing these offerings into greater focus and refinement and seeing about the timing of your offerings. And uh, we're going to go through, as always, the practices together. There's going to be a lot of, of writing today, as there has been in the last few sessions as well. And then we'll open it up for Q&A and hopefully we'll have a good amount of space at the end to just jam on all of this. So we're going to begin today in a way we're going to end the way we started. So we're going to, I'm going to guide us in a meditation to connect with your work on a soul level. I'm going to put my headphones in for this just to cut down on any Noise on my end. Probably better audio quality anyways. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to guide us there. And what I'm going to ask once we get into the field, right? We're not in the field yet. But once we get into the field with the soul of your work, I want you to show them what you have in terms of offerings so far. You don't have to remember all the details, but you can kind of do it energetically. So when the moment is clear and I ask you to present your offerings to the soul of your work, what you can do is sort of imagine that you have them, all of these ideas, maybe all of your existing offerings, that you just have them all bundled up in a bowl, in a basket, in a bundle, however you want to do it. And you're just going to show the soul of your work what you've got. Okay. And then we'll see. You know, I'll guide us from there in, through the exploration. Um, but that's what I mean when I say show the soul of your work. So maybe we'll just take a moment and before we go into the field, um, if you have them written down, if you have them in your mind, just taking a moment right now to review the offerings that you're holding consideration around or the elements of offerings that you're holding consideration around. So just take a moment and recall that.
0: And we'll get more granular
1: and get into more details later.
0: All right. So we're going to begin.
1: First, I feel like just looking around the room that you're in. So take a look around the room that you're in, including behind you. And see as you're scanning the
0: room, if you can just deepen your breath a little bit. And we look around the room to
1: let whatever parts of our brains, our psyches and our bodies know
0: that we're safe. so that we can go deep.
1: When you're ready, just turning your attention towards your own breath.
0: Just noticing it today, noticing how you're holding your body.
1: And see if there's a way to Shift your body, if needed, to feel a little bit
0: more relaxed, a little more settled, a little more open in the chest and the belly. And just observing without judgment your own breath. saying hello to your body. You might even
1: wanna touch your body or move your hands around your body or squeeze your body, saying hello.
0: Perhaps even saying thank you to your body for this day. Another day of being alive.
1: And shifting attention down towards the earth and saying hello to the earth.
0: To all of the creatures that live inside the earth. Saying hello to all of the above ground beings as well other animals, and plants. We notice that each
1: being, each plant, each animal, and each human has their own relationship with this earth. This earth is offering nourishment to each of us.
0: in unique ways. So just feeling
1: yourself as a receiver in this relationship with earth.
0: And also feeling
1: your own devotion, whatever is true about your commitment to have what you do tend and care for the earth in return.
0: Bringing our awareness up to the cosmos, the
1: heavens. stars and the sun and the moon and all the planets,
0: the great mystery of it all, the great beauty of it all, the wonder of it all. Recognizing that we
1: incarnated into all of this
0: as children
1: of this earth, of this planet, and these cosmos, in these unique bodies with all of our all of our stuff, all of our skills and our gifts and our traumas and our wounds and our brilliance and our ideas.
0: Our capabilities, our creativity, to do all the things that only we can do. And so I offer this prayer that we
1: continue through these lifetimes of ours to be curious about how life wants to co-create with us and through us and how we're being called to move as creators in ways that are deeply nourishing
0: for our own bodies and for the collective.
1: And as we stay curious, may we be gentle and generous with ourselves, that we are here as humans and have our own limitations and boundaries and needs, and so there is not a wrong way to do it. And part of the curiosity is how do we do it? in ways that are really honoring. So in whatever way you feel too, just giving gratitude to yourself, this body, and for the opportunity to incarnate and to do and experience all the things that we get to do and experience because we live in bodies. And that we have this opportunity to co-create with life itself because we have bodies. We can bring the things into form that want to be brought into form. So we're going to begin gathering our kin around us and we'll start with your most well and wise and loving ancestors stepping in behind you now. So inviting the presence of your well-wise ancient ones to come and stand behind you now. These are the ancestors that are holding it down on the other side for the healing of our lineages and for Our collective liberation. They are for the liberation of all beings everywhere, including our
0: lineage. And we
1: ask for special backing to feel the presence of the ones specifically who really get what we're up to with our work. and who may very likely hold some ancestral gifts around this work, whether we know their names or faces or not, just feeling their presence behind you now. And let us just say thank you to these ancestors. Thank you for my body. Thank you for all of the gifts that you helped to preserve that run through our lineage and that run through me. Thank you for the ways that you make yourself available to guide me, to help me remember even when I am not noticing that you're there.
0: Thank you for being there. Thank you for helping me remember in all of the seen and unseen ways. And
1: if it feels true to do so, you can see if you can let yourself just lean back ever so slightly more deeply into the arms
0: of these well ancestors, if it feels true for you. side you on either side
1: will invite the presence of your beloved kin in this lifetime your friends your partner or partners siblings perhaps these are the adults in your life who you can lean on and they can also lean back on you these are relationships of mutuality of reciprocity adult relationships so whether it's one or many letting inviting them in on either side
0: of you just to feel their presence
1: Well, let's all just take a moment and feel this earth beneath us, the cosmos above
0: and around us, our bodies,
1: ancestors behind, and beloveds beside, and just see if you can let yourself feel how profoundly held you are.
0: how profoundly loved you are.
1: And take whatever time you need to feel sturdy here. And once you do, Just placing right out in front of you any little ones, so any children that you have or hope to have. If you care for children that are not yours but that you steward, you can place them in front of you as well in a way that fits the relationship. And just let those little ones lean back on us and lean back into their vast ecosystems of care and support. I'm just feeling on the energetic plane what it is to hold care for those of us who have little ones, what it is to hold care for them without the heavy energetic weight of feeling like one of the only ones. So letting that weight distribute through their relationship with the earth,
0: the cosmos, and all of their ancestors and beloveds.
1: So in just a moment, we're going to invite the presence of the soul of your work to come and meet you out in front of you. So let's first cultivate a spirit of curiosity, of openness, open minds, open hearts, open hands,
0: soft minds and soft bodies.
1: And also a spirit of gratitude for the opportunity to connect, for the opportunity to dance with the creative muse and
0: and create in this lifetime. How fun. So
1: inviting now the presence of the soul of your work to come and meet you out in front of you. Being.
0: Curious how it arrives today. So just
1: invite it with a curious, open heart
0: and a soft mind. And as it arrives, you can say hello. Welcome. Take a moment to
1: see what you notice, what you perceive. And let's let the soul of your work know that you are hoping to ask some questions into the relational
0: field with it today. And with this spirit
1: of open curiosity, you can ask a soul of your work, what do I need to be mindful of regarding my work and my life at this time? What do I need to be mindful of? What does my human self
0: need to be mindful of? See what you hear. You can ask
1: anything else. Is there anything else I need to be mindful of regarding my life and my work
0: at this time? And with this spirit of
1: open-ended curiosity, you can bundle up all of your offerings, all of the ideas. You know, you don't have to remember them, but just sort of energetically bundle up all of your offerings or potential offerings and show them. Just offer it. Extend your hands and show them to the soul of your work. And let's just ask the soul of your work to show you anything that it wants to show you about these offerings. Is there anything that it wants you to see or to know or show you about them? So
0: just take a moment and notice. And again, with a curious heart,
1: ask what the soul of your work can show you, if anything, about the timing of these offerings.
0: Anything at all, the timing. And when you're ready, you can
1: ask, what do I have to let go of in order to bring these offerings, whichever ones are the truest to bring? What do I have to let go of to bring them into form?
0: And let's just see what you hear. And
1: finally, let's just ask if there's anything else that the soul of your work wants to share with you at this time.
0: And we'll just listen. All right, so
1: no matter what you heard or didn't hear, saw, or didn't see, we're going to offer the soul of your uh, work, this muse, a great big thank you for the opportunity to meet with it, to listen, to co-create with it in this lifetime. So offering your deepest thanks And then in your own time, just releasing it from the edge of your energy field. Then gently releasing any little ones out in front of you from the
0: edge of your energy field to go and play.
1: Releasing your friends, your beloveds, your kin from either side of you. Just placing a hand on your belly or some part of your midsection.
0: Offering thanks again to your ancestors. releasing them from the edge of your field. Always present, always available. And coming straight to your own breath.
1: Gratitude to this body, offering yourself a little movement.
0: Stretching.
1: And let's take five minutes here just to write down anything that you saw or you heard. And I'll pop the questions that we asked the soul of your work into the chat, just in case you want to jog your memory on some of the things that you
0: that we asked, but go ahead and just start writing. It'll be there if you need them. And I'll have the chat open in case anyone wants to share anything, you're welcome to type it in. Take another minute or two here. So just sharing some of
1: what's been typed in the chat. Um, Christina said, what I need to be mindful of is my own rhythms and cycles. It shared that we will both give and receive to re- to each other, but won't extract from each other. It's like so affirming, right, to, to receive that. Uh, Heather, be mindful of stop letting them narrow and reduce your work, them. I sense is the greater industry, other mentors and experts, et cetera, even just the world at large or anyone else.
0: Mm.
1: Got a clear message that one of the offerings I'm wanting to bring through is through soon is not ready yet. Alianka, today the soul of my work looked straight up like the birth of Venus. She was stunning. She told me it would take lifetimes to help all the people i meant to help. So to be patient in the unfolding of things but to keep singing my siren song, regardless
0: of who's out front. (laughs) Awesome. If anyone can't
1: do these fun uh, like emojis on comments and replies to comments, which is a cool feature, you might need to update your Zoom.
0: I think it's uh, one of their updates.
1: All right, so I am going to share my screen and we're gonna do a little bit of journaling now. You've been journaling. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going with the journaling.
0: Uh, okay, so... There we go. So here we are.
1: We're going to take these questions one at a time. Um, So I want you to just look at the first one. We don't need to scan ahead and know what the next questions are and get all tangled up in a knot. We'll just start with the very first question. And the question is, what offers of all of the ones that you've been exploring, that you're offering, everything that's on the menu right now? The menu meaning. In your awareness, on the on the uh, buffet, <laughs> what offers do you have a deep affinity for, even if they scare you? So affinity can mean a lot of things, right? But I would say like a draw to them, an aliveness around them, an energy towards them, joy. It could show up a lot of different ways. But this question, what offerings do I have a deep affinity for, even if they scare me? And then what excites me about them? So let's go ahead. I want
0: to take five minutes here. and I'll be in the chat if anyone wants clarification. Also, as you're doing this, you might notice that
1: there are aspects of offerings that you don't have an affinity for. So you might be like, oh, I have an affinity for this offering, but not this part of it. Just make a note of that.
0: Another minute and a half here. When we get there, let me know if you need more time. All right, how are we doing? Do we need more time? So if
1: you need more time, I'll give time with this next question and you can kind of bleed together. It's fine. <laughs> so we're gonna take... Um, a couple minutes here, maybe three minutes to notice. Maybe these are the same offerings. Maybe they're different, but what offers, what offerings do you enjoy? That's a prerequisite. (laughs) And you also feel the most confident that you can successfully invite other people in. So what I mean by this is we might have an idea, an offering, and we're like, I don't know, does anybody want this? is this, would this be okay? Like, we wouldn't necessarily want to rely on this new thing for like our income. That sort of like, oh, I'm not sure. We might be holding it a little bit more hot potato-like. And then there might be other offerings that you're like, oh yeah, I I enjoy this and I feel a little bit more confident or a lot more confident that this one I could invite people into, that that there's like a call and response. I want to offer this and I feel pretty confident that other people would want to receive this. I just want to say a caveat. I'm not assuming that that's true. I'm not assuming that our perception of whether other people will want what we have to offer uh, is accurate. I'm not assuming that our perception is accurate. The reason I'm asking these questions is because we're working with our nervous systems. We're working with uh, our very real human needs. And you know, if we don't include offerings that we feel some degree of confidence in, we may end up being super dysregulated, um, and or putting a lot of pressure. On things that we don't feel as confident or sturdy in, in ways that might, um, yeah, all the things that happen when you put too much pressure on something that's tender and new, right? Is Is this kind of clear what I'm saying? So this question is really just looking at the offerings that you have on the table that you enjoy What are the ones that you happen to feel the most confident that you could invite others into?
0: So I'll be quiet now and let you write. All
1: right, do you have a sense, everyone, for which ones you feel most confident about? We don't know if we're right or not, by the way. (laughs) We could be totally off base, but this is more about our own sense of confidence. By the way, you might be like, my confidence is is 0.5. It's very low, you know? That's fine too.
0: (gasps) Excuse me, that's my fire alarm. One second, please. I guess I'll stop
1: burning that now. (laughs) This burn bundle and I'm going around over here and uh, yeah. Okay. Next question. So of the offerings that are feeling enlivening to you, right? The ones that you have an affinity for, even the ones that you enjoy and feel confident, more confident about, um, what would have to change about them? in order to fit into this season of your life and your ideal lifestyle. I'm gonna give you an example. So part of my exploration around my ideal lifestyle and the reckoning around that is the awareness that with a little baby and a child and a child in kindergarten or grade one, sorry. But with these two little kids, my capacity for one-on-one work is low if I actually want to have time with them and do things like devoted um, and podcasting and writing and all of the other things, like my capacity for one-on-one is low. And so if I am honest with myself about that, this season of my life and my ideal lifestyle in this season, then what has to shift about some of my other work that I do with people is not including a bunch of one-on-one So that I'm just doing a lot less of that. So I offer now you to do your own reckoning around looking at these offerings, being honest with yourself about the season of your life and your ideal lifestyle, what would have to change, even if you don't know how the hell this is all going to shake out. We'll just take five minutes here and get curious. By the way, if you're like, I don't know, maybe this could change. Maybe this could change. Write both of the things down, you know, like just your ideas. Start exploring your ideas
0: on what might have to change. And I'm in the chat if you need me. Okay, friends, maybe we can do a little, like, stretch. Oh, uh,
1: I am going to do a little stretch. <laughs> oh, if you need to, like, stand up for a minute and move your body
0: around. Mm. All right. All right. Shifting to the next question. We don't have very many left.
1: So, this question is what are your top? What are your top ones? What are the top offerings? Maybe it's one. I wrote one to four mostly because I personally cannot imagine having more than four offerings. But like, if you're like, I have eight, my work has 17. Cool. (laughs) You do you. (laughs) And maybe for the purposes of this moment, we can look at just what are the top one to four. You also can only have one. That is fine. I will never forget this story about someone who, I want, they were, cowboy boot maker, like custom cowboy boots. I want to say they made 10 pairs a year. That is it. That was their offering. Custom cowboy boots, one pair a month for 10 months, and then two months off. You can imagine these were very pricey cowboy boots, but like exquisitely beautiful. So, hey, maybe you have one. So in this, um, I invite everyone to consider what is most joyful, what is most um, compelling, exciting for you, what fits in with your life at this time. You may have already, you might already know the answer to this question. And also what you feel confident about offering. What I would caution is only choosing things that you feel confident about offering. Like choose what's in your highest aliveness and sneak in one that is joyful, sufficiently joyful that you also feel some level of confidence around if you can. And then we're going to take five minutes um, to kind of sketch them out. What is the the f- general framework for this offering? I wrote length. What's included? What you know? What what the thing looks and feels like? Um, so you might not get all the little nitty gritty detail like dates and all of that, but the overall structure. If you were making art, if you're making cowboy boots, you might be like, oh, okay, well, they're going to be super detailed and. I'm gonna take a long time. I'm going do this whole intake process.
0: So I'll be quiet for five minutes here. All right,
1: the people I can see are still writing. So I'm curious if we feel like we need some more minutes here. Let's
0: do one more minute, just see what you can dial in.
1: Sorry, I took the screen away too fast for, for some of you. So I'm just pu- putting it back up. So it's just exploring the structure, general structure of the offerings. All right, so this last one, we're gonna take much more time with.
0: Nine, 13 minutes. All right, so here's the last exploration.
1: So it's numbers question. So the first thing to know is how much money, it could be zero by the way, for some people, (laughs) Um, for other people it's like our entire livelihood. Uh, how much money do I need to be bringing in from these offers right now? So I want you to know that. And then from there, these two questions. The first one is how many people would you want? Again, this is kind of back to ideal lifestyle. Um, and also our capacity, like which includes our time and space, but also our energy. Um, so how many people would you want or feel grounded in supporting through these different offerings? This might be irrelevant to some of you who it's, it might be an irrelevant question, but probably not. All right. So how many people would you love to be supporting through these offerings?
0: And then a question about pricing.
1: So this is all like when you turn when you when you adjust one thing, it might require adjusting another. And we're sort of like tinkering with things a little. Okay, if I need this much money, well, if I have eight people in this program, that means I'm gonna have to have this many people in this program at that price. Oh, well, I don't feel so confident about that. What would it be like to have nine in this program? Okay, that works, but only if I take out, right? So we, we get to like turn all these dials and do all the adjustments, which we will always be doing anyways. Um, what I will say a couple of things. First, when I'm doing this one-on-one with people, I have them look at the offer, that, the offer or offers that they feel the most confident in as their bread and butter first. So if we can get most or all of their financial needs met through the things that they feel most comfortable holding, that they feel most confident in holding and still joyful in a way that works for them. How do you have to price those things? Right. Um, And then the other things that we might feel, especially if they're like on this, on the spectrum from like totally comfortable and confident to like terrified (laughs) yet compelled if we're way up here in the terrified I don't want people to have to rely on that thing almost at all for their financial well-being because we're already terrified if we're terrified and our security like having shelter having food is dependent on that thing to me it's kind of a recipe for disaster actually it's like nervous system blowout. So what I want to do is rely, help someone rely on the things that they feel more confident in, but make sure that those things are joyful. Make sure that those things are sustainable and enlivening and that we're not doing too much of it so that there's no room for anything else. So we're playing with numbers. We're paying with And we might even be going back and playing with structure a little bit as you're doing this work, but first noticing like, how many people can I hold? Do I feel good about holding in each of these things? How many people actually fit in with the life that I want for these things? And there's also an energetic capacity thing. At this point, I can hold a group. I can have hundreds of people moving through a group, depending on the group. At a point, it was like, there's no way I'm going to have more than seven, you know, and, and it depends on the format and nothing is right or wrong. More is not better. It's just whatever is the most true for a person in their capacity. OK, so I'd be quiet now. I'll be in the chat. And these are just our first drafts. Right. So.
0: On onwards. I'm
1: gonna leave the prompt up on the screen, but I would love to just open the space for folks to share. Whatever's here, fun discoveries, questions,
0: challenges. I'd love to hear. Okay, so
1: Michelle is saying, I'm getting caught up with, I'm getting caught up in how I'd have to split the money with co facilitators or support staff versus needing my, meeting my financial need versus wow, that feels outrageous to charge for the structure I was creating. Maybe my financial goal is too big for the space I feel I can hold now. So, I mean, these are such great reckonings, right? And, Um, what I could say, and this is probably going to be true for a lot of people here. Like maybe some folks are like, I just figured it out in 10 minutes for me. It's more of a like tinker, 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 tinker till we get some clarity, but Hey, we got the biggest part, which is like, there's some aliveness in these creations. There's we're clear on like how they fit. Do they fit with our life at this time? something that i would play with if i were in your position michelle is maybe look at um scenarios right so one scenario is okay i decide to bring on co-facilitators and we're going to pay everybody out in this way okay great so then what else would have to happen you know in that scenario would we have more people would i you know, do lean on this other offering more? Would I lean on a bridge job more? Like what, what would have to happen in that scenario? And I would just play out several scenarios until you find one that feels the most workable. Cause I find that oftentimes the stuckness is like, we're making assumptions that maybe we just need to kind of play with and massage and into possibility more. um, or there's big fears that are kind of lingering, um, that are sort of having us a little more tunnel visiony or feeling like there are limited options. So just even playing with, um, different options, I think is a great way or different scenarios is a great way to just open up to more possibility. And, and also I'll share this in case it's helpful. Um, with an offering that I have, my intention is that the collaborators that I have, I've created it, and then I have other people that come in to collaborate um, here and there, and I pay them. And my intention is to have it evolve towards more of a profit share thing. But I have to get it to a certain point before that makes sense. Um A, because I built the thing, B, because I have all the financial responsibility for the thing, B, I'm holding all the risk around it, and C, it needs to be making enough money before it makes sense to profit share, they would probably make less money profit sharing right now than what they make by me just paying them out and knowing exactly what number I'm working with. So there's also maybe the consideration of like, there might be an ideal that we're moving towards and we're going to start here. I don't know if any of that's helpful, but the playing out of scenarios, perhaps. Do you wanna say more about that?
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, I was just asking in the chat, actually, if um, you could clarify about the profit sharing, but I think now I get it. It's like um, they they would get like a portion of the sales versus like a one-time fee for the work that they do. Yeah,
1: so that they could do, they could make more money potentially. Like I, the idea is, I'm not trying to get to a place where I'm like, I get richer and richer, and you get still paid the same. You know, but if there's more in, if there's more, then everybody gets more. That's the mm-hmm. idea. That's how I want to build it, and also we're not there yet. I have to keep building in that direction before that makes sense for a lot of different reasons. So yeah, I would play out scenarios is the way that I would explore if you're sort of for anyone who's still kind of like, Oh, how do I make decisions about this thing? Okay, cool. Melanie, this is helpful. I'm enjoying playing with the numbers. Awesome. Alianka, I think I feel slightly dissociated when I think of numbers, right? Okay, this makes sense, right? We can go in either of these two directions or a third. Um, Nothing feels wildly impossible, but none of these feel realistic either. Great. Thank you for saying that. I struggle with the fact that in the past nine years, I've worked for $399 to $15,000. I'm also curious if you could speak to attracting numbers of people. I also fear, always fear that I won't be able to attract enough people to make some of these numbers work, but then I don't exactly want the price to go up either. It feels a little seesaw-y. Okay, so I think this is another great place where um, a couple of things are coming to me. Here's what I want to say. Everything is within the realm of possibility. And also what actually tracks for us, what actually feels to us like it is possible matters. So this like infinite possibility thing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, infinite possibility. (laughs) But that's not necessarily helpful when our minds, our bodies, our nervous systems, our psyches have to like make choices and commit to things. So... Um, what I would say when looking at like pricing and number of people is like, can your nervous system tolerate it? Does it feel like so unbelievable that you're like okay, or does it feel like oh this is a little stretchy? It's a little bit of a stretch, but I can lean into it. I can hold possibility around it. So I think part of this is just noticing how we are relating energetically. And otherwise to the numbers. And and then we can map out sort of a scenario, right? So for example, you might say, okay, I would love to have eight people in this thing and 20 people in this thing and two people in this thing. And that would get me what I need financially. It would fit in with my lifestyle. Okay. So eight people, 20 people, two people. And then you might go, okay, well, this one feels like my bread and butter. I'm going to invite people into this one first, the one that I feel the most confident about, the most sturdy about. I'm going to invite folks into this one first, which by the way, if it's a matter of our financial sustainability, I would say, invite people into the one you feel most confident in first. Um, And then what will I do if I don't get the people that I need in that one? okay, great, then I'm going to maybe adjust this number. Then I'm maybe going to keep my consulting gig. Then I'm going to maybe, you know, we we sort of do um, what's the plan B if it doesn't work out. So those are a couple of things that I would say, this one piece around if something feels so unbelievable you can't get behind it, then adjust it. Adjust it to a place where it feels more within the realm of possibility to your system and then see what else you have to adjust along with it. That's number one. Number two is both get a sense now for your plan B and also trust yourself. I mean, I would say this is the biggest thing. Um, and I remember thinking this also when I saw your comment on Facebook, Palyonka like, some of it is trusting that we will adapt and figure it out, you know, like, okay, so if I don't get the people that I want in this, what will I do? I might not know yet, or I might have a sense for my plan B, but also I have to lean into trust that I'll figure it out, that I can adjust and adapt and figure it out as I go. And I will say sometimes things not working out the way that we want them to or think they will is great information and can create like a creative innovation that we may not have thought of. And so I wouldn't, I don't hold that things not working out is inherently failure. Sometimes it's like, oh, Through trying that thing, a new thing gets birthed that's right on. Or through trying that thing and then, oh, I need to tweak this. Oh, now it's working. Or, okay, that opened up a whole possibility for me to do. I think you know what I mean, but that's helpful. Okay, great, 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 great. Yeah,
0: you're welcome.
1: Yeah, more questions, more shares. I would also love to hear if anybody's like, I have an offering that I feel really excited about.
0: I'm going to stop sharing my screen now so I can see you all better.
1: Even if you've already shared, you're welcome to share again. Yeah,
0: Alianka.
3: Hi, I like your sweater. Um, oh, thank you! It's my little um, Valentine's Day sweater. Oh, <laughs> uh, which is past now, but I still wear it.
1: <laughs> yeah, can't um, have a sweater for just one day.
3: Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I am feeling super excited. Um, about this new offering that I just made up, like through this program, or not even—I feel like I didn't make it up, but like I received it. I mm. it came to me. Um and it's called radiant purpose and I'm still where, Oh, I got like a little chill when I said it. Um, I'm still definitely working through the actual, um, process Mm -hmm. or like what, what is like the process of it, but it's kind of like, meaning
1: like the structure of it.
3: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So it's like, it's based in human design and the gene keys. Um, and, um, that's, I don't, I don't know. I I don't even know how to talk about it yet. I just have a name so far (laughs) and I have like a general structure, but I'm still coming up with, I guess, like the different lessons, the different modules for lack of a better word, like all of those like nuts and bolts, but I do feel like it exists mm. so far yeah. um and i think if anything i'm the one thing i'm having a question about is i don't know yet what like the promise of the program is or i don't know how to maybe articulate what is the promise mm. um so that's kind of what i'm working on but i am very excited about it
0: mm. Mm. beautiful
1: yeah um i think structure is so helpful to to see and get clear on. Cause it's often a place where we bypass our body's needs and our capacity in ways that then downline people are like, Oh gosh, this offering didn't work, you know, or other people loved it and, or, and it, but I didn't, or I gave people what I thought they wanted and it didn't. And, and then it, it sort of reflects onto the offering itself when often it was the structure That was not a good fit. And then, you know, we lose like being able to give this, like enjoy the magic of the offering and give the medicine of the offering because we put it into a structure that we thought was the right thing or what you're supposed to do or whatever. So the fact that you're still like, what is all in this offering (laughs) in terms of like the flow of the actual offering is fine. And Mm -hmm. I would say in the, like, where do we go from here around exploring flow of offerings, something that you could look at is just sitting with, um, yeah, where do I want people to land through this offering? Where do I want to take them? And then what I love to do is, like, a brain dump of all the different things that I could guide, facilitate, teach that might get a person there. Mm -hmm. And I start to then see if they fall into buckets. And for some people, it's helpful to do this visually, like lots of little post-it notes, each with a different sort of tool or practice or exercise, and then like pulling them together into buckets. Um, Or if you can do it on a spreadsheet and just kind of slide things around and move things around. But I think the ability to like manually move things around so that we can see how how they come into form in that way. Um, yeah. And, and then I find
0: what else do I want to say about this? Um, Yeah. I
1: think that bringing our enthusiasm to speaking to what this arc is in service of like where you want them to land at the end and what this arc what this journey that you're taking them on is of service of what makes it unique why did you why did you choose this particular way of taking them to where you're taking them mm-hmm. um what are they dealing with struggling with experiencing yearning for longing for now that you could name um and then you get to kind of match up, like, what's unique about this offering and how does that speak to some of those longings and experiences that they're having. But but in terms of the the actual meat of the program and the the flow of the program, I would look at where do I really want to take people? What are all the possible things I could do? And then start to put them in buckets and play with sequence. Mm. Um and then that's a great way of seeing what's excess. What actually fits within the structure. Is the thing that I'm about to take out crucial or is it just a nice to have, but too much? So you can sort of play with that as you go. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking if there's anything else I want to say about that. I think the other thing, was I wanted to sort of speak a little bit into some of the things that you brought in the Facebook group because I think they're really relevant here as well. Um, One, just this like challenge or question around how to create the kind of flexibility in our offerings that we might need. So what you named is chronic health issues, right? That makes some work seem more manageable than other work. and you know, for me, I would say it's caregiving, right? That's the thing that I need a lot of flexibility around. And and then the other thing that you brought in, you brought in chronic health, but you also said like theatrical work and wanting to leave the door open to that. And you know what if Broadway calls? What if Broadway calls? <laughs> so I think part of that is like I trust myself to figure it out. When in it, Like I'm going to leave that door open. And even if my life is full, I trust myself to answer the call and figure it out. Like, even if I have a lot going on. um, But one of the things that, that I've done, and I think this is great. It's like, we can build structure that supports our ideal lifestyle and our rhythm and the season that we're in at this time. But also, I love this question around like flexibility. How do we have flexibility within it? Because life is unpredictable and bodies are unpredictable and kids are unpredictable. And like, how do we have that? And I think part of it is, um, a not having your as much as possible everything so tightly packed that there's no wiggle room, you know, like, oh, I can't, I couldn't shift the date forward or backward or add a week or. I couldn't possibly do that because literally there's no room. Like, okay, great. Well, that's probably an indication that we need to rework how we're doing things. Um, but and I think there's also this communicating with people that are coming into your space. So I held um, a group program last year, uh, my my mastermind, which I've been running for many years, and I was having a baby in the middle of the program. And as people were signing up for the program, I was like, so by the way, I'm having a baby in the middle of our program. And therefore I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, hopefully everything is smooth and great and fine. But I also acknowledge that I don't know that everything is going to be smooth and great and fine. So here's the deal. And I just thought about it in advance. Like, here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need flexibility to cancel or reschedule a call, potentially even last minute. Like if I have a call scheduled at 9 a.m. and my child wakes up at 8 a.m. sick, I can't let you know at seven. I can't let you know 48 hours in advance. I can only let you know at 8:05, you know. (laughs) And so I need that flexibility and I'm willing to offer that to you also. If your life turns upside down one day and you need to reschedule. So it's just like, Oh, it feels right to give the grace that I need. Mm. Um, and to plan it in. So I just said to the group, like, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be on our calls for one to two months. I'm going to coordinate someone else to facilitate the group calls, um, during that time. And I, I'm just, I'm taking a break. And, um, that's part of the program. And if you don't feel good about that, I understand. And then it just is not a good fit right now. Um, and there was one person who was like, yeah, I feel too uneasy with that. And I was like, fair enough. And then other, everyone else was like, cool, I'm game. Uh, and I even had to say, like, there's a retreat when my baby is three months old. It's my plan to be there. But if shit hits the fan, here's what's going to happen. So I just thought about those things in advance and had my, what will we do? And just had it be a really open, upfront conversation. And I think you could say to anyone who comes into your world, I always have the doorway open in case Broadway calls. So I just need you to know that, like, yes, I live in a body that sometimes needs my care and attention. And there's an immediacy to that. That means I might have to reschedule. I offer you that grace in return. And you can say that to your one-on-ones. You can say that to your groups. Like, I just may need to reschedule. That's just the reality that we're living in. And I'm always going to do my best to like resource myself and be there. And the prayer that I'm holding is that this all goes exactly as planned. Um, But if I need to reschedule, I will either because my body really needs it or because this big dream of my life is happening. And I love that you're creating an offering called Radiant Purpose because it's like, how could you not leave the doorway open for Broadway to call? You know, I don't know how related that body of work is with that.
0: It's like,
1: you know, it's so... So I think you can build that into agreements. And we're so used to we're so used to like uh, corporate structures and mapping corporate structures and corporate ways into our like creative micro businesses, basically, <laughs> like our healing practices and like we're not Walmart we're not big companies we're not and all of those things are run in such toxic toxic ways to workers anyways uh i shouldn't say all but 99.9% of them that yeah we put business above bodies we put profit above people we put you know productivity above well-being and so we have this chance when we're creating our own bodies of work to do it differently. And I think that advocating for ourselves and being um, structuring things in a way that actually works for us at the outset, and also building in flexibility and standing for flexibility, being a stand for flexibility. Um, you know, I could tell anyone coming into my programs that I might reschedule, not because I'm deciding to be flaky that day, but because my capacity is such that I cannot show up in a good way for whatever reason. you know. And if someone's coming into my world, they just are going to have to trust that if I'm rescheduling, that it's not because I'm flaky, but because I'm honoring my capacity. And my big wish for all of us is that we can all do that. And then people get to choose. It's like, if they don't want to be in a field where the possibility of rescheduling because Alyonka's got this Broadway gig showing up <laughs> and now we're going to move our group program by a month. If they don't want to hang with that, then like good information to have up front. Yeah. <laughs> don't sign up. Yeah. So I think that us meeting and and navigating one another's realities is like so human and i think about my mentor hero who charges a lot but she's like i'm in my i'm in i'm like i'm old like she said to me once she was like i i can work with like 3 clients a week that's what i've got that's the energy i've got so and i have to pay my bill i don't live in the village either i've got to pay my bills and take care of my aging body and get the groceries delivered. I need those things. So this is what it costs. And, you know, I think that like for folks living with chronic illness or health issues or caregiving or anything like that, it's like, we have to let ourselves be human and let the people dealing with us get that they're dealing with a, working with a human who has those considerations that we're holding. And that's just part of it.
3: That is super helpful. Something I just took away from that too is like, you know, I think sometimes with chronic health stuff, it's like hard to accept that that's a reality. And it just occurred to me like, oh, like maybe if I accept, like, like I'm so worried that someone else might not accept it, but actually there's just a part of me that's like, oh, I can't believe I have to deal with this. Or like, there's like some self-acceptance. I'm just I, I could see some room for self-acceptance. Mm, yeah. In this yeah. process. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thank you. All right. Anyone else wanna share this? Yeah, Michelle. Hi again. Um,
2: oh, there was something that I wanted to say about your reflections, Alianka. Um, I can't remember, but something you said about like I run a creative micro business mm. that is a healing practice. Like, first of all, that was profound. <laughs> um, and oh, I know what it was. So, um, one of the things that I've been navigating is how I identify myself
0: mm.
2: in terms of my work. And you use the term healing practice. And I think that the work I'm offering is healing and I feel mm. not right calling myself a healer. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering like just your thoughts about that. And then I wanted to share something that I got from today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think my first thought is that I would just be so curious about that. Like, it's not right or wrong that you don't feel to call yourself a healer, but just curious about like, ah, oh, why is that? You know, is there some like, I hear this with artists a lot too. People are like, oh, like, I know real artists, not me. Um, which I get, and also. <laughs> you know, like, what is that all about? You know, the, these, like, what makes a healer? What makes an artist? Why am I not that? Am I that? In what ways am I that? And it's also like, and at the same time, like, you don't have to call yourself an artist or a healer. So, but I would just definitely be curious about it. Cause sometimes I don't think there's a tidy answer to this. I think sometimes it's like, oh, wow, I am actually being called to embrace this identity more deeply but in my own unique way here's what it means to me here's what I have to like interrogate or break down
0: oh hi baby
1: (laughs) in order to embrace this identity more um and you could also play with words you know like um healer. Oh, maybe that doesn't resonate. Okay. What, how about guide? Does that resonate? Cause so I'm always playing with this and recognizing like, it all feels insufficient and weird. And like, I've kind of let go of the idea of having a title that feels great, but maybe someone else needs one. I thought I needed one for a long time, but now I'm kind of like, oh, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to use the thing that I use and some people are going to get it and some people are not and it's the title isn't why people are probably going to want to work with me. The people are going to want to work with me because you know, they like my ideas or they resonate with my or what we meet and they like my energy or there's other reasons that are not my title that are probably creating resonance with people. And the main thing is to probably just not be so off the mark with my title. Like I'm not going to call myself a plumber because that would be very confusing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if that's helpful at all.
2: Super helpful. Actually what I got from your sharing is that um, maybe I don't need a title. Maybe I just speak about the work that I do. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. just me and I talk about my work. Mm -hmm. um because I've definitely been super caught up in the title thing
1: Um, I also will say I love it when people are like I'm a coach writer facilitator and (laughs) yeah because we are lots of things often
2: yeah that's the other thing is that I've been like thinking about yeah just compiling that list and not having it need to be one thing um and my share that I wanted to do was actually literally what you spoke about like that was me last week that I don't identify with artists um and what I've gotten in this program is that is actually to separate out those identities of artists and writers and that like coach healer facilitator like those are actually separate like they'll influence each other because I'm one person but um, I used to also hold my coaching or healing work as like my art, like it all needed to be wrapped up into like a one thing that I do. Um, so that has been really, really helpful. Like now I'm able to see my work that I do in holding space as like a job that I show up for is like my skill is to hold space and the, like this is me clocking in and how I'm going to do that um and then there are other things that i want to show up to do like art and writing so i'm really grateful for that
0: i love that mm, thank you thanks michelle any other shares today thank you for bringing this sweet little baby beam here alex Mm -hmm. all right well I
1: super look forward to hearing more in the Facebook group after folks have had some time to keep tinkering and sleeping on things I also just want to say clarity comes to all of us in different ways so for some people, it might be like, okay, it's time to go pray on it, or it's time to sleep on it, or um, you know, put each of these ideas under the pillow and set the intention to dream into them and have clarity from the dreaming. Or yeah, it's just there's so many different ways. And I've never met anyone who's like, I'm going to plan out the garden of my work and like what exactly is going to go. And then everything goes exactly according to plan. <laughs> I think we're just okay, there's aliveness here. And I'm going to, okay, I've got it as clear as I can get it. Okay, let's do it. And then we see what happens. And it goes like better than we imagined or totally flops or something in between. And then that informs the next thing. And then that informs the next thing. So I sort of see it more as like a, fumbling towards ecstasy (laughs) thank you sarah (laughs) mclaughlin
2: like this um
1: it's an emergent process and and the main thing is that we keep noticing like what we need in terms of our nourishment that we keep cultivating the relationship with our work on a soul level that we keep listening um And trusting this relationship and the emergent field of what wants to come forward so that we don't get so attached that we go into perfectionism or we go into um, resentment, you know, and all of the other things that can happen when we're not sort of taking the lessons and moving along and allowing for things to shape and form as they come so.
0: yeah thank you everyone very grateful
1: for all of our time together and yeah I look forward to seeing you
0: in the Facebook group thank you so much Mm -hmm. yeah thanks everyone thank you